live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, your relationships, and in your work. 888-825-5225 is the toll-free number. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, good pal, Dr. John Deloney. We're here taking your questions. We'll take your money questions, but when we're together, we love to take those work questions, those those relationship, mental health questions. All of this stuff is intertwined, so no shame in your game today. Um, we're here for you. 888-825-5225. Tucson, Arizona is where we start this hour. Michelle is there. Michelle, how can we help? Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So we, my husband and I bought our house about three and a half years ago, and it's a custom in my dad's culture to buy the house for their kids, but he couldn't afford it at the time. And now three and a half years later, he can afford to pay off our house for us. And I'm just wondering if I should take that money and pay off the house or do something else with it. What culture? Uh, Lebanese culture. Okay. And so how much is the payoff? About 320000 And he's got the cash. Correct. Man, that's not in my culture. I was going to say. I need to call my culture committee and get I that thing to. switched, man. Yeah, that's a, gonna, that's incredible. John, can you take the rest of this call? I'm going to go step outside and call my yeah, dad. No kidding. I got a high five when I bought a house. Well, my like dad his, was like, get him, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so is there any... So uh, let me ask this. I think I understand your question, but it feels like there's a question behind this question. Yes. Are you concerned about something? Are you wary of how to do it? Tell us what you're rattling around in Are your there head. strings with this money? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, he's the house is, is in our name already. So say that, say that again. You know, take the house. Our, the house is in our name, so it's not like he can give us the money and you know take the house or anything. But um, he does like to brag about giving the money. But that's not really, you know, I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I just wondered if there was like a way to invest that money and take you know and make like an income off of monthly income off that money i mean i don't know i'm not very smart with investing well so let I me ask you I this ask well first of all the answer is yes of course what was the amount of money again three what 320 okay so uh the question is is, is dad giving you a gift of three hundred twenty thousand to do whatever you want with or is he giving you three hundred twenty thousand to pay this house off so that he can tell everybody in my culture this is what we do and i've now done it correct second one <laughs> okay. well and I, I so the first that takes the question off the table that you asked us it's not an option yeah and yeah. by the way i would not if if somebody if i had 320 left on my mortgage and somebody gave me a gift of 320 i'd take it i would put it on my mortgage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by the way I, that's a massive investment that's that's the ultimate investment then you have freedom you can do whatever you want you have no house payment Right. And then right. everything you spend on a house payment, you can invest however you want to for the rest of your life because you don't have a house payment. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Have you ever been in a house <laughs> that you owned that, that nobody else could take from you? No. Yeah, exactly. Well, hold on a second. I got to bring the good doctor in on here. Now, I may be reading into this, Michelle. Tell me. I do not mean being wrong. I have three teenagers and I've been married 25 years. Basically, my whole life I've been wrong. Okay. <laughs> but it feels like when we're telling you this, John's laying this out and you're like, yeah, that's pretty neat. It doesn't feel like you think this is neat. Am I right or wrong? Well, I mean, it would be nice if we had the money to pay off our own house. Of course it would. Of course. Do you feel then that is not... Okay, th- now I think we got something. Is it ego? You don't, you don't want this. You want to feel like we did it. 
Right. I mean, my dad bought me a car when I turned 18. He's like, you're not touching my car, and that's my car, and don't take my car. All right. Okay. That's that's the strings we're talking about. If he's going to give you that, and then he's going to say, whoa, 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 you put your daughter in a nicer school than that. And you and your husband say, no, no, we decided on this public school. And he goes, no, 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 no. I paid your house off. You put that kid. If that's going to be the life you're signing up for, I wouldn't touch that money. Because then you're trading, you're trading, um, being a slave to a mortgage company to being a slave to somebody who just gave you three hundred twenty thousand dollars and thinks they have a they just bought a claim into your life. Yeah, I mean, he says he wants me to have peace of mind, and he's he's a lot. He's actually changed a lot, especially having grandkids now. He's a lot softer around the edges. So, but you um, wouldn't be calling us if there if you were not nervous about taking this check. Well, of course. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but he's your dad. Is this how serious is this? Is this him telling you you think he's going to weigh in more, uh, and you want him to stop weighing in, or is this, or is this just I don't I want to be a big girl and do it on my own? Which one is it, or is it both? Well, I I I mean, I would like to do it on my own, but at the same time, I'm not going to tell somebody you can't give me three hundred twenty thousand dollars. All right, but then answer the other issue. Are you is you think he's going to give him more uh, entree into your life to make a comment here and there if he does this? I mean, uh, maybe a comment here and there, but I don't think he's going to. Well, I'll tell you I what I would do. a lot better. So you called to get yeah. our opinion, yes? Of course. All right, I'll give you mine real quick. Um, that issue lies with me. If I had an opportunity with my dad, because of his culture, and wanted to give me the money and this was something he did, I would take it. And I would go, you know, if he makes a comment at Thanksgiving or makes a comment at Christmas or he comments on the kids' school or the kind of car we buy, I'm just going to smile and wave. My favorite line from the movie Madagascar, the little penguin, smile and wave, boys. I'm just going to take the high road and go, $320,000, debt-free house, $320,000. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take yeah, it to yeah, my yeah. professional friend there. I, that's, that's what I would do unless you know. So I'm thinking if Dave Ramsey came to me and said, hey, uh, John, you've been a faithful employee for X number of years. I'm going to give you $350,000. Oh, and by the way, um, you're now on call 24-7, 365. I wouldn't take that money. I've been on call for 20 years. I've lived that life. I'm tired. I want to go be with my family. So I would tell him, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. That'd be The money would be awesome. I could do some great things with it, but it's not worth selling part of my soul. If he called right. me in and said, hey, here's $350,000. You've been a, a great, faithful employee. I loved your work, and I just I just see you here for the next decade, and I just wanted to honor you and your family. I would do somersaults out the building, <laughs> and probably my shirt would fly off as I ran to my car screaming and yelling and cheering. I'd be that happy. Okay? And so only you know what the strings are with this money. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, it, if you're saying right. no because I just want to do it myself, that's ego. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Flush that down the toilet, man. Yeah. That's how people stay chained to like car payments and mm-hmm. and student mm-hmm. loans. That's ego. My kid got into this school. You can't afford that school. Well, we're going to make it work because that's ego. Mm-hmm. If it is, no, my dad becomes a third adult in our household, I'm not touching that money. And I, by the way, if it, if if that's if it's not a resentment thing, I would do it, and I if I would put up with all of his stories, let him crow, you know, sing, Let's yell, scream about how he paid your house kid, off. I don't this. care. What if you great. were able to give your kids three hundred twenty? I would I would be so happy. I'd want to tell everybody. Hundred percent. I was able to help my kids out like this. Yeah, that's legacy. I don't hear anything, Michelle, that says you shouldn't take the money. I'd take the money. I really would. 
Uh, maybe maybe do a little Monopoly money, humble pie, and eat it. <laughs> I, I would pay the house off instantly. I go, Dad, this is great. You're the best. You're the man. I'm calling my dad right now. Me too. Wow. This is the Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Okay, so our fearless leader, old captain, my captain, James Childs, uh, he emailed John and I earlier today. He goes, guys, uh, there's a viral video that I, I want to uh, have you guys weigh in on. So, James, uh, set this up for us because we've not seen it yet. So what, what's going on? Yeah, it came up in one of our content meetings this morning, and it seemed like the perfect thing for you because it revolves around work. Okay. And it's it's one of those things where you watch it once and you have a certain reaction, and then as it sinks in, you're kind of like, it, there's a deeper thing there. So I didn't want to set it up too much more than that. Great. But All right, let's it. roll it. Work until we have to die just for the privilege of being alive. We have to work somewhere just to afford a house that we're never at because we're working to afford the house. Is the meaning of life to work and pay taxes and then die? On top of that, we also have to work to afford our vehicle to get to work in other places and afford gas just to get to work. And we also have to pay taxes for our roads to drive on to get to work. And then we have to work for our children to go to school to learn how to work so our children know how to work for their children so that their children can go to school and go to work. Like, somebody tell me that this is fair. Like, is it lazy to just want to enjoy life? Like, why do we, why do we have to work? Why? I'm stressed. I just checked my student loans because I need. Interesting. So this went viral, you said? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. couple things. John, um, I, I can see the tendency for some to just, you know, lay into this young lady and the snowflakery and, 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 and these things. And I've seen some of these before and have made those comments, but I, I got something a little different here. I don't see lazy spoiled entitlement although i could understand if some see that i see uh, a little bit of desperation and i think i see a whole lot of no understanding and that's not her fault here's what i mean by that i don't think the adults in her life and i'm not just laying out the parents here but we adults in her life whoever we is we've not done a good job of explaining that there is contribution that is involved with work. Yes, we've got to work for provision. Does that suck? Sort of, kind of, if that's the way you look at it, right? right? But I didn't see, I saw sadness. I saw a lack of, 
what is the whole point of all this? I want to enjoy it. She goes, should we enjoy life? I think the answer is emphatically yes. But I think when we see work as just this thing to get a paycheck and it's going to suck uh, and I got to just muddle through it and the way she laid it out, I do think that's the way a lot of people look at work. I mean, I, I, we did a curriculum at Ramsey Solutions uh, that, that, that we talked about this with high school students and I asked about the dream job. And I said, what does that mean to you? And to a kid, they said, it's this idea of this thing I'd like to do, but I have no chance of doing it. So if you look at that, then the idea of enjoying work and showing up and doing something that is meaningful when you do your show and you meet people in a place of pain and you step in with them and you give them hope, I mean, that's rewarding. And I just don't think she's been taught that there is a reward to work beyond a dollar. And I think we failed in that regard. I'm going to say that. Yeah, and I think I think if the only places you work are soulless giant corporations that you know the only thing you're contributing to is a few people at the top getting rich. You're not you haven't connected what you do to you're not solving a problem for somebody. Yep. Um you are a cog in a machine. You are a car in a traffic jam. Then that sort of desperation rings true and I get that. Yep. Um, I've had to explain to people who aren't in our ecosystem. Like, I've had to go develop hobbies because I like work. Mm -hmm. Because I've always tried to be about solving a problem for somebody, right. and I like doing that. And so it it here, here's when I get crossways, and when I'm just sitting with people who struggle with mental health challenges. When I have a day off and I plan, quote unquote, I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to do nothing tomorrow inevitably about 11 o'clock i am about a thousand calories more in than i normally am i feel miserable my neck hurts because i've been laying cockamini watching some stupid show that mm -hmm. like we were not made to do nothing you say this better than anybody we're made to contribute yep. to something bigger than we are right. and this is a voice i think generationally that i wish politicians would listen to that's right we don't have a lost generation of quote unquote snowflakes. We don't have a, a cause if you, if you work with these, they work hard and yes. they weirdly care deeply. Yeah. Yeah. They just have come to understand, Oh, we are playing somebody else's game. Mm -hmm. We're contributing to nothing other than getting our boss, another retirement home. You and it. I'm out. I'm out. They've done the math, John. They have. They realize that the average American that they don't walk around saying this, but they've watched their parents and grandparents work what amounts to about 90,000 hours in their lifetime. And they're, they get laid off. Yeah, and they're going. They get dropped. They get yes. well, they get cancer. And there's yes. like, oh, that's it. That, yeah. that's, this is it. Yeah. This is what we. I think this group has a chance to transform work as we know it. Absolutely. But uh, as I've said a million times, if you spend the majority of your day using what you do best, these are things you're good at. Yeah. To do work you enjoy, to produce a result that you care about. Right. That's really rewarding. And you really can't wait to rewarding. get up and go do you, it again. You can't. Um, you and I both, we share this. I mean, you stick us on a stage where we're answering questions with real people, we'll stand up there for hours. Well, you and I fly across the country and leave our families. That's how much we love 100%. it, right? It's, it's, and, and so what is that? So that's for, for us, that's helping people with that. But for other people, it's welding. Right. For other people, it's teaching. For other people, it's being in a hospital yeah. and being bone tired. Yes. And taking one more surgery because you know that you can help and you love it. I sat with some you guys know? from Hiller Electric. I don't mind calling them out. They came to my house when our power went out, and my uh, power is connected it. to our well, right. so we had no water, we had Ooh. no power, and those guys 
wake up every day and say, we can help a family have a better day today. That's right. And they just keep going and going. They have purpose behind the other two. Is it it hot? Yes. Is it exhausting? Yes. Is it the worst? Yes. And there's a purpose tied to it. That's right. And so I think, here's my dream. I wish every leader, whether you have five people working for you or you're run a huge restaurant chain and you have 50,000, you're not just making burgers. You're helping this person mm-hmm. find a little bit of margin and yes. time and eat so that they can be with their kids. Or they, if you connect your even your front level employees to how we're helping somebody today, yes, people get they you just become a part of it. Here's what I wish I could do. I wish I could hop in the car with her and uh-huh. go, "Hey, tell me what you're really good at yes. doing." And we'd hear, yep, and we'd hear some awesome things, and we'd say who are the people you really want to help? Or what yes. are some of the problems in the world that make you upset and, and you would be rewarded if you solve those problems? And you begin to paint a picture that she has a unique design plus a unique story that tied together, she's got something where she goes, I would actually be really rewarded and fired up to go do that. Yes. Oh, and by the way, make some money, have some life balance, leave work at work, Yes. go home, love of my friends, travel the world. Yes. Do some cool things. Give some of that money to somebody. Or like Tara, the person but, but who takes not, care of our calendars. If you ask her, that's right. what do you put on earth to do yeah. to be the best executive assistant who ever lived? Yeah. Those kind of things make me want to pull my fingernails out. I get it. And every day she wakes up and she's yeah. like, I'm going to go yeah. make this. Yeah. The, I'm going to do the yeah. best job I can. And then these guys are yeah. going to get where they need to go. And they're going to get to be with their families. And yeah. like, it doesn't matter what you're... What, what, what jazzes you up. It doesn't That's have right. to be an Instagram reel. So, but go find that thing. Culture, what we've done here... And adults, what we've done here is we've given these kids the wrong picture of life. It's not work 90,000 hours, hope to have enough left over in your 401k, that that's when I get to enjoy life. And We're it's painting not work an incomplete picture. To buy the fanciest car no, to get you not. to the job. No, it's right? work for contribution and adjust your lifestyle of that. Yes. I keep coming back to, every time we have these discussions, to the largest millionaire study ever done by Ramsey Solutions and teachers – a median salary in the United States right now of 61000 and arguably one of the worst workplaces in America right now. They're, they're leaving in droves, but they're everyday millionaires. Why? They make peace with the Corolla. That's, That's it. it. You nailed it. They make peace with the Corolla. That's it. It's a great car. Get me to and from. I'm going to go help kids. And they're fine with it because they know they're turning on light bulbs every day, and kids that they're teaching are changing the world. Appreciate the video, James. That really is a hey, big, James, grand discussion. Try to track her down on Instagram. Let's have her on the show. Wouldn't that be great to actually have her on? That's a brilliant idea. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Dr. John Deloney joins me. 888-825-5225. We're here to help you win in your life, specifically your money, your relationships, mental health, and your work so you can make more money, get in the right seat on the bus, whatever it is. We're here to take your questions today, 888-825-5225. Every dollar is our world-class budgeting app that helps you manage money the Ramsey way. Every dollar works wherever you are, iOS, Android, or online. You can start for free and just get an idea of how easy it is. You get organized, stop overspending, and save more money. If you're new to Every Dollar, we'll show you a long-term financial roadmap, track your net worth, your debt-free date, retirement date, baby step progress, and so much more. It's like your awesome mentor right there on your device, and we'll coach you to win with money and build wealth. Download the free app for iOS and Android, or go to everydollar.com, everydollar.com to get started. All right, let's go to Alberta, Canada. Kim is with us now. Kim, how can we help? 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. My question is, how much of my income should I set aside each month to start and build a business so that I can leave my nine to five? Okay, give us a little bit more of your uh, your side business picture. How much is it making? How much are you making in your day job? So I haven't started the business at all. Oh, okay. Um, so all right. So then let's look at your current income. So what do you make? Sure. So I make a hundred and thirty a year, and my net monthly after I pay all my expenses is six thousand dollars. Okay, so six thousand left over. After all expenses. Yeah. And do you have any debt? I have no debt. Wow. Okay, what is this business that you're looking to start? So I'm kind of back and forth around two ideas. One is a digital marketing agency, and the other is a property management company for vacation rentals. Okay. And uh, how much time do you see yourself having to put into those businesses? Think of A and B. So digital marketing, A, and let's call uh, property management, B. How much do you think you have to put into those to get those up and running? Much time. How I much think time? That, yeah, probably uh, I would say at least tw- like 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week. And then how much money? And how much money? Mm-hmm. I think that my startup costs would be five to $6,000. Okay. And then I would have probably 1500 to 2000 each month. Just depends if I wanted to run like targeted spot, like Facebook ads or something that would make my cost go up. Okay. And us. are you single, married? What's your relationship status? I'm single, on my own. Okay. I like I rent a three bedroom house for twenty three hundred dollars a month, uh-huh. but then I rent out the other two bedrooms. So one is a larger bedroom with two wow. twin beds and I rent those out for $750 each. Okay. And then I have a third single bedroom I rent out for 950. So my rental income is like 2450 a month and yeah. then I pay the landlord 2300. So Yeah, you're doing great. I, my only other I question drive a is used vehicle. Yeah, no, you're amazing. I know that. So uh, before I tell you what I think on this, the 6000 that you have left over after all expenses, that include you uh, investing 15% of your income? That does not. Do you have an emergency fund of three to six months expenses? I'm on baby step three right now. Right. Okay, so I would fully fund baby step three, and then I would move into baby step four and be investing 15%. Once we achieve those uh, two things, then I would I would save up, you're going to save up very quickly the, uh, I think you said $6,000, five to 6000 what you think is a startup cost. I would save up the startup cost, and I would also save up six months of operations before I ever launched. I really would. I'm very conservative on that, but the reason is, is because I want you to have stress-free startup for a side hustle. You know, it's hard enough to start a business. There's so many different potholes that we know that entrepreneurs go through in that first year of the business. And I'd love for you to be pretty stress-free to go, this is kind of burn it in the middle of the table money. I know that I'm investing in me and this business. And so I've got that set aside. And, and with the margin you have and the discipline you have, I think you can do that. And that, and, and I want to get John to weigh in here. And, I, and that leads me to this last piece, which is, um, I, you've got to choose on these and I would spend some time. I wrote a book called the proximity principle that I'm going to give you as my gift. And it just simply says this in order to do what Kim wants to do, she's got to be around people that are doing it. And, and I want you to have, have to hang out time with copious notes from people that are running both of those businesses. 
before you choose and before you launch. Does that make sense? Mm, like sit down, take them yes. for a coffee. Yeah. So mm, let's say okay. John. Let's say John right here was a digital marketing stud, and I mean he'd been in business for several years, crushing it. Uh, I'd want to sit down with John, lunch and coffee, and I mean. I'm not doing much talking other than asking questions. And I've got a pencil and I've got a notebook and I'm going, John, how did you start? What kind of cash did you have when you started? Uh, what, what, were the, what, what were the hardest things you had to deal with? What were the traps? What are best practices? I mean, I'm going to basically do a college-level research paper on ideally a couple people that have won in those two businesses. Let me tell you why. I'm going to get all the information I need for my head, and then my heart's going to ultimately decide, I think. I think you do both of those, your heart's going to go ding, 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 or eh, when you hear the good, the bad, the ugly. John, your thoughts on that? Yeah, hey, uh, how does that hit you? Yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't sat down with anyone in property management. Um, I know some people who run digital agencies. I could talk to them. And here's yeah. what you're probably going to find. You're going to find either they say, I wouldn't do this again for anything. <laughs> or they're going to tell you, like when people ask me like about my job, I just tell them, like, I feel like I'm running a scam. Like, I, I can't believe I get paid to do the work that I get to do. And property managers are going to tell you, dude, it's amazing. It's a headache over here. It's really great over here, but incredible. Or they're going to tell you, please, for all that is good in the world, don't do this job. <laughs> like, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> but if they say that, Kim, John's Ask why. Right. Follow up why. Because what you've got to, what I'm trying to do here is get the head and the heart aligned. The, mm. the head is the logic. Gathering. Yeah, you think it's going to cost 5,000 bucks. You don't really know. Yeah, we don't know. And so we want to have a real good lot. Let the brain do what it does best. Gather information, logically walk through it, but then let the heart decide. And you might have someone go, well, listen, you can make this, you can make this, you make this, but I'll tell you what, if I had to do all over again, you know, whatever, and you go, I don't really care because I'm not wired like you. I think I'd love that. So that's the process that I want you to gather, 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 gather. And, and it's, it's a selection process. Here's the other reality. You might sit down and do both of these and go, it's not. It's neither one of these. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, mm -hmm. great, because you're still stacking up money, and you've got an entrepreneurial desire in you to work for you, yes? Yes. Then the selection is so important. But yes. a lot of entrepreneurs get, get, we get enticed by yeah. opportunity A, opportunity B, and we go, is it opportunity C? That's what I want you yeah. to do. All right, Ken, I want, yeah. I'm going to ask Ken a question, Kim, on your behalf. Is that cool? Sure. Ken, how many people that you've talked to over the years are like Kim? They make an astound, a great income, six-figure income. They've kind of figured out life a little bit. Not afraid to have roommates, make the extra money, not afraid to, not tied or identity to a car. And sometimes when we get settled psychologically, we begin, we're wired. We're not wired for settling. We're wired for perseverance and we start looking over the next hill and i hear this all the time quote unquote if i could just do this full time whatever this is and there's this fantasy that if i wasn't doing this other thing if i wasn't married to her anymore if i wasn't uh, living in this house then and what i always tell them is whoa, 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 no matter what you do you go with you and it might be fun to dream about and she might even get one digital marketing client and be like yeah but she's making all this from a platform of, she makes $135,000 and has health insurance and has all this stuff worked out. 
How often do you have people jumping ship too soon to this quote-unquote magic land of doing this full-time? To the tune of millions. It's called the great regret. We all heard about the great resignation. Mm -hmm. What people didn't pay attention to is how many millions of people left for a better job, this better life, this better check, all these things. And they, they went with got them. there and they were like, oh, that's not what I was looking for. So it happens a lot. And that's why it's a great question. That's why, Kim, I really want you to do the work. Let the head and the heart connect and align. And when you get the ding, 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 then we move. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Dr. John Deloney joins me. And we are here for you, 888-825-5225. If you've got any work-related questions, you're not making the money you want to make, maybe you feel like you've been overlooked or you're feeling burned out, those burnout calls, as you're thinking about next year, uh, John and I love those calls. There's, there's, there's really two sides of that coin. We'd love to take any of those calls, your mental health relationship questions, Dr. John, in session today, and of course your money calls. Feel free to call us. We're here to help you guys, 888 825 5225. Colin is up next in St. Louis. Colin, how can we help? Hi. Um, so I'm 25 years old and I had a question on if we should pay off, me and my wife should pay off our truck or save the money. Um, we have a two-year-old. We got married two months ago and we have $6,200 left on the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, our take-home pay per month is about $5,600, um, but with another baby on the way at nine weeks, uh, we don't know if we should go into stork mode or go ahead and pay it off. Yeah, well, congratulations on the little one coming. That's exciting stuff. The baby's coming in nine weeks, or she's nine weeks down the road? Nine weeks down the road. Okay. All right, so we've got 6200 left on the truck. Is that the only debt you have? Uh, we have her car, but we are going on stork mode for her car because it's it's a little further out. Well, give us give me the whole debt picture then, real quick. Okay, uh, no student loans. We're cash flowing that, um, and basically just the truck and the car. I think we owe eleven thousand, twelve thousand on her car, mm-hmm. and sixty two hundred on my truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her car payment is. Uh, basically 270 uh-huh. a month, and uh, mine's close to 800. Yeah. Well, uh, we we normally give this advice, so we want to make sure we batten down the hatches. We be we want to be very smart for the baby. So, what would you say? Uh, do you know what your out of pocket would cost uh, for the delivery and all that? Have you done your homework to see? Okay, what kind of cash would we need beyond insurance? Yes. Yeah, so uh, her insurance. She's a teacher. So. Basically, her insurance is really good. Uh, it's 5000 out the door, and we have that set aside already. Well, what do you think, John? I mean, well, he's got the 5000 You never know other yeah, costs. Yeah. So. What, what do you do for a living, man? I'm a, I'm a carpenter. Carpenter. So let me throw option three at you. And I do this thought experiment to, just for myself. Me and my wife do it all the time. If I ever feel like I have an either-or. I always invent a couple of other options just in case. I'm not okay. I'm not cornering myself on accident. So let me give you an option three. What if you continued as a carpenter to stack money up? And we talked about this on an earlier call. And Friday after Thanksgiving, you wallpapered your neighborhood with 
um, odd jobs. And so I tell you this, like my wife um, asked me to hang up a couple of ceiling fans and change three or four light fixtures. And then at the top of our, in our upstairs area, a light went out. So I got to get a big lighter to go fix it. If some guy knocked on my door Friday morning and said, hey, for a couple of 300 bucks, I'll, I'll do these odd jobs, I would sign it that second. And what if you put a number, you've got nine months, okay, eight and a half months. What if you put, actually, that's not math, seven months. What if you put a number, I want 10,000 extra dollars. And honey, I'm going to put the gas pedal down and I'm going to work odd jobs in the morning and the evenings on the weekends. And so when baby comes, we will have this cash stacked and we're going to be debt free on both cars. Okay. Uh, so I guess maybe uh, a caveat to that is I do have the cash from odd jobs to pay off the truck. Okay. And you also have the cash for the $5,000 out the door for the pregnancy and the delivery, correct? Yes. We, we have twenty $22,000 liquid at this point. Dude, lead with Dude, that next time. Pay, yeah, the, ca- the, pay, the, pay the truck off. You're fine. I, I was going to just follow John and say... Look, in your situation financially, um, I wouldn't stop paying on the truck or car at all. I didn't know you had it in the bank. I'd definitely pay off both today because that's 17 and you still got five left over plus the five for the for the delivery. So you're covered for just a, a standard pregnancy. You're still going to have five left over. And what are you paying? So your car payment, you're getting a big raise from those two car payments. Yes. Bro. Uh, I yeah. What are you doing? I think, I think part of our problem is we're living with our with my parents right now. So she's ready to uh, a nest, essentially, or start nesting and looking at a house or something to rent. Well, that doesn't change any of the advice we'd give you because you don't need to be taking on renting and all this stuff if you still got debt and you've got this little situation here. You could pay this off today, then you can go rent, right? Pay it off today, and then we go rent. Because you got a nice okay. deposit. Get your wife an apartment Get out for of the Christmas. house. Yeah, <laughs> I I love this idea, John. With the idea of the year, that's the Christmas present. Merry Christmas. Hand her some keys to an apartment. Oh yeah, <laughs> buy a fancy box. Have no debt, and then you're making what six thousand bucks a month, right? Sixty two hundred. Oh wait, 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 wait. Take home is fifty six hundred. Yes, but not bro. including side jobs. Yes, right. Okay. And John's already painted that picture. I mean, dude, you're a carpenter. Is that what I heard? Yes. Dude, you have more work than you could possibly do. Yes. Hey, hold on. You're making 5,300 take home with her job and your job? Uh, 5,600 between the two of us. And not including, that's that's me full time and her full time. You're not charging enough, man. And then uh, the side jobs bring in anywhere from five grand a month to nothing. You're not charging enough, dude. <laughs> well, either way, you know your market out there. I'm hoping that you're charging what the market rate is in St. Louis. But listen, you understand what we're telling you to do? You cut the check for seventeen grand, a check for eleven, and a check for sixty two hundred as soon as the call's over. Now you're going into okay. a second trial with no debt at all, and you still got five thousand in an emergency fund for baby step three, three to six months. You already got five thousand set aside in the stork fund. You guys are okay, man. And let's get that emergency fund up over the next seven months. I agree. That emergency fund would be the would be the insurance on anything that would happen. I'll I'll let her know. I'll let her listen to this and 
we've uh that's i'm so glad i'm so glad i, I was worried we're worried because if we don't have a lot liquid we feel like we're we're scared Dude, we're terrified if you do what john said and put a flyer up all over st louis saying experience trade carpenter for hire <laughs> Dude, no job too small. You would be inundated. Put it on Facebook Marketplace in your neighborhood. Okay. Hang, There's Chris, a viral, hang Christmas lights? Yeah. Anything. I'll go get your Christmas tree and then I'll come pick it up after Christmas. I'd give you a million dollars for that job. Just kidding. <laughs> I hate dealing with an old Christmas tree. But it's just like endless amounts of work right now. If, you, if you'll go out and get it. And you sound like somebody who hustles. It, but it, here's, a, here's a rule of thumb. If you can enter into this next kid, you've got $10,000 in the bank plus the five that you've already set aside. So this is you earning another ten grand, right? And you're able to find uh, an apartment that y'all can afford. Don't go get something knucklehead, but y'all gonna have an apartment you can afford. Um, dude, you're, you're just good to go. You have That's no right. debt. You don't owe anybody anything. you got $10,000. That's three months emergency fund. You got a new place, and you've got all the the, oh, the thing paid for. Let me give you a little little nugget here. I think this may help, Colin. If if your girlfriend or wife, excuse me, if your wife is like, "Hey, I don't know about paying off the eleven thousand," just say, "Hey, babe, this is how much of a raise we're going to get when we get rid of those two car payments." And that's going to go towards your new apartment, like Bob Barton. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. You see where I'm going? Because she may push back on that, but you got twenty two in the bank. You're still going to have five left over. And oh, by the way, babe, it makes it easy for us to afford that apartment. She's going to be so thrilled to have her own nest. That's how you win that deal. If there's a little pushback, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work or not, but it feels like it would work. I just think it'd be pretty good. She wants a nest. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I one think time it's a good I, move. I just uh, one time I rented a house. Uh, my wife and I thought my wife thought she was coming to move into a residence hall, and um, I rented a house, ah. and it's one of my greatest Christmases ever. I, I got it was just a gift. On that one. I put a Christmas tree in it and said Merry Christmas, oh, and uh, you're pretty good. Such a romantic, Doctor Deloney. That's, that's what they used to call me, the romantic. The, the romantic. No one's ever called me that. Actually. Never. Not one time. Never. Ever. All right, folks. Great hour. Thanks to James Childs, our fearless leader, and my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. And you, America, this is The Ramsey Show.